I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood Matt letting you know that I'm going to be performing this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Spokane, Washington at the Spokane Comedy Club. I'll be performing my stand-up show June 6th, June 7th, June 8th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, doing four shows total. You can get tickets on their website, get them before they sell out. It is Pride Month, so it is extremely homophobic if you don't show up and support me, okay? And don't worry, I'm coming to a whole bunch more cities soon. So if you're sad that I'm not coming to your place, chill. You can buy tickets at SpokaneComedyClub.com. Look for me. Buy your tickets. I'll see you later. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the season finale of Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. Are you still just, like, daydreaming about that beautiful time this morning where I ate a hard-boiled egg in front of you? I will murder you. <laughs> that seems appropriate, because it's the season finale. I feel like Mike should point out that you was peel the hard-boiled egg in front of me and then sprinkled everything bagel seasoning on top of it and then we didn't have salt there was a crunch noise because of the garlic that's disgusting it was fine you should murder yourself (laughs) you know what like i said it's the season finale so if there's ever a time to do that yes that's right this is the season finale of unhappy hour I'm taking June off, okay? Because it's it's Pride Month, and me taking a vacation is gay rights. But don't worry, we'll be back later in July, and we still got a great show for you today. We're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, the worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into heat, because it's hot right now. It's only going to get hotter, and every time a bead of sweat rolls down from the nape of my neck... To the crest of my butt crack? I want you to think of my screams! And finally, we have a very special guest complainer. We have one of the final four hot guys of Hot Guy March Madness. Manny Jacinto is on the pod. Manny is an actor who you know and absolutely love as Jason Mendoza on The Good Place. And yes, I definitely accidentally called him Jason in his introduction right away. Fucked up. (laughs) In my defense... He is one of the most strikingly handsome people I've ever seen in person. I'm so, surprised you got through it at all. I only had to change underwear twice. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's grab our mini fans and start the show. All right. Horse things first. The worst news of the week. First, Uber announced recently that they may soon start ejecting riders who develop a significantly below average rating. Oh, boy. So you better fucking shape up 
or Uber will kick your ass. Uber provided some tips on how drivers can keep their scores up. Get this. Don't leave trash in the vehicle and avoid requests for drivers to exceed the speed limit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always tempted. I would love to be able to do that thing like in movies where they're like, there's $100 in it if you fucking floor it and ignore every (laughs) red light. I've now been in two separate Ubers that have gotten pulled over, though. So I'm a darling. I'm an Uber darling. I got in an Uber once and the guy says, it says here you're a frequent user. (laughs) I'm a mess. Next. This from the New York Daily News. Police say a hungry Florida woman, only in Florida, put up a whopper of a fight when she was denied free French fries at a Burger King in Miami-Dade County. Uh, Okay, so here's the story. A 42-year-old woman and her girlfriend, (laughs) (laughs) all all felons are welcome here. They go to a Burger King drive-thru and they ask the drive-thru person, man or woman, they, non-binary, for free French fries. And whoever they were, were like, no, bitch. Except they probably were like, no, we're not giving you free French fries. So the two of them went inside the restaurant to confront them. (laughs) Like, why the fuck didn't you give me free French fries? And then it quickly turned into a physical altercation. There is video of it. Uh, It suggests that the woman's girlfriend started the fight by jumping over the counter and punching the manager in the face after she threatened to call the police. And then the woman jumped over the counter herself and joined the assault. Um, They also started demanding that they open the cash register. (laughs) And then she threatened to pull out a gun, uh, though she did not display one. And then, I don't know, somehow the girlfriend got away, I guess. So this is she's exactly still at large. the kind of energy that we should be bringing into Pride Month. Free fries. Put that on a float. I, give me free fries or I'll punch you in the face. I will say, I know this is a controversial opinion oh, no. that I have stated before, but Burger King is my fast food restaurant of choice. Isn't it like widely known and accepted that their fries are the best? I don't, yeah, I think that's controversial. Though. Okay, all right. I mean, in and out fries are universally the worst disgusting they're like not even cardboard no there's a substance worse than cardboard however they're milkshakes true honestly this report doesn't say whether they were wearing crowns i think if you're wearing a burger king crown you can commit as many crimes as you want you're the queen you're the king you make the rules you're the monarch this is absolute rule divine divine law yeah elsewhere in florida only in florida A 52-year-old man opened the seat of his toilet to find a four-foot-long python. No, no, no. And then it bit him on the arm. I'm tapped out. Here's what I'm confused by. How did it bite him on the arm? Maybe it's his third arm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, was it just poised to strike? And then he, like, lifted the lid and it just, like, fully naginied him. I'm actually starting to, like, panic. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't think about the situation. I can't picture it. I'm too afraid. Um, this is why you always keep the toilet lid down, Grandma. I've talked about this on the pod before. My grandma famously yells at me for putting her toilet lid down. Your grandma also famously lives on a house 
of snakes. <laughs> also true. <laughs> like above a, a whole world of snakes. Yeah. The fact that they haven't found one inside is f- amazing to me. It's only a matter. Last time I was home, I took a video of it. I saw them writhing around in her backyard. I can't. <laughs> this is over for me. Apparently, uh, this particular breed of python is, they, they're they smaller and so they make for good pets, but it was not this man's pet. So, yeah. And finally, a 19-year-old man in Florida, only in Florida, was pulled over during a traffic stop, but he decided not today, so he sped away. And then an hour later, he called 911 to be like, why the fuck haven't you arrested me yet? <laughs> Do your jobs. <laughs> yeah, he called He called 911 in a rage. An excerpt from the 911 call, he says, I want to know. I like ran from a cop 30 minutes to an hour ago. I was the guy over there on King Estates. Like, what do we pay you guys for? I've driven past like four cops. <laughs> Like, my question is, I'm assuming he put an APB out there and someone is looking for my car. So, like, he definitely got the plate number, but I've passed, like, four cops just driving around. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> A true citizen of of the people. He's yeah. looking out for you guys. I won't pay my taxes until you arrest me. <laughs> now, one more thing. Yeah, I want to know, so, like, I, I, like, ran from a cop, like, 30 minutes to an hour ago, I was the guy uh, over there off of uh, Kings of Space. Like, what do we pay you guys for? This is vigilante vigilante self-justice? I guess. And the, the, the irony is that the police ended up arresting him after tracking his phone call, not his license plate number. <laughs> so um, he told he then told deputies that he had fled because it would be fun. But I love that he who was charged with reckless driving, fleeing and eluding uh, the cops, but also misusing 911. He turned himself in. How is that misusing 911? He reported a criminal himself. There you go. Take that 911. Have you ever on purpose called 911? Did we talk about this before? Um, I th- no, no. I've called 311 a bunch. <laughs> for a number of like just, animals just that I see people. and like and there was like a there was like a weird pipe burst situation stuff like that but I've never called 911 now what about you not on purpose yeah my phone always accidentally does yeah. and then I'm like great now they're gonna bust down my door Anyway, that's it for Worst Things First next we are diving deep into my bad place the heat Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. Well, it's officially June, Pride Month, bitch, (laughs) and Hot Month. Because there's already been at least one hot day in New York, and it was nearly like 90 degrees, and I've had enough! My body is way too marshmallow-like to endure anything more than a light toast. Okay? I'm like a nice biscuit. I need to be warm enough to make a pat of butter soft. No warmer. Mm-mm. Or I'll die. That's it! I've gotten into a number of arguments recently about whether hot or cold weather is better. So I'm here to officially put it on the record. Hot weather 
blows. You want to feel hot? Set yourself on fire, bitch. Wander into the desert, bitch. Don't come here promoting your filth opinion about hot weather. Keep it to yourself. So let's get into it first. Hot makes you sweat. Ugh. And sweat is the devil's water. There is truly nothing worse than, I think it's it's truly the, the bead of sweat that when it falls just from the nape of your neck to the crest of your butt crack. I fucking hate sweating more than anything. And apparently both of my parents aren't big sweaters. So where the hell did it come from? I don't know. I I don't know if we've truly uh, deep dived into sweating before, but I could fill an hour oh, on yeah. sweating alone. Easily. I remember there was one morning where I took the subway and I was wearing shorts to work and they were like khaki shorts. And it was a very hot day and I was sitting down and I had my arms across my lap. And when I stood up at the end of the ride, mm. there was a sweaty V <laughs> that my arms had... <laughs> had left just like a sweaty bee pointing to my knees basically the space between my knees opening up like pac-man onto my genitals and i just there was nothing i could do about it i just had to wait around until it until it dried i know that's my biggest fear though is like not being able to know where the stains will show up having a fergie situation on your hands yeah and more importantly in your groin right right because oh oh sorry i have a, a moist crotch it just so happens that i'm sweaty i did not piss myself yeah or i did there's no way to tell <laughs> next hot is the temperature of the devil okay last time i checked hell was hot boom, boom. mic drop yeah also hot is the temperature of anger wow is that what you want that kind of negativity in your life by supporting the hot angry weather hot weather also makes you angrier I stand by that. I mean, it literally, that's why crime spikes yeah. in summer. Makes me so mad. Also, oh. because it's, <laughs> it's easier to do crime because there's no snow. Because you're so slippery from all the sweat. You just slip away. Next! All of my candy melts together! And I know, oh, oh, you're probably thinking, oh, Matt, you're a grown man. Why do you have candy just, uh, just loose in one container? Because that's my right as an American. And fuck you, that's why. I shouldn't have to think about where I keep my candy. I shouldn't have to think about where I keep my candy. I should be able to freely throw my candy all over and it should stay preserved in the shape that it was intended. Also, hot weather is when the, like, white boy, straight white boy uniform levels up. It is their time and it should not be. Just button-ups, tube socks, thigh hair, thigh sweat. And worst of all, the salmon short. The salmon short. You know what does not look good in salmon shorts? Anything. Sweat? <laughs> also sweat. Ugh, I think I had a pair in college. You probably did. Yeah. White, um, With your Sperry's. Hot, yeah. Hot weather is, it is boat shoe weather. It's boat season, baby. <laughs> Get on that yacht. It's also when straight men think they can wear sandals. No, ma'am. Get a pedicure. No, ma'am. Yeah. I don't know why. Why do their toes look so muscular? Because they do not get pedicures. <laughs> that is uh, like 25 years of calluses built on top of each other, layer after layer after layer. There is just something about it's, And it's only like straight male toes, mm-hmm. but that they're like oddly muscular. They look like they can like twirl a baton. <laughs> 
it's very upsetting. A really tiny baton? <laughs> no, full-sized, full-sized oh baton. Wow. And they're doing nothing with it. The trick with straight white men in summer is just don't look at the salmon short. Mm-hmm. Don't look directly at it or their cloth belt. It, it'll suck you in. Also, when it's hot outside, the air smells like hot beef. This, I guess, is specific to New York. There's nothing like waking up on a hot New York City day and walking outside straight into a thick cloud of smoky meat. It is so disgusting. It is just trash cooking. It is trash cooking. It's if you took your trash can and put it in your fucking oven. That's the smell of the entire city. Yeah. Why do we live here? It's just, yeah, it's just hot piss garbage someone tweeted the other day there was a tweet thread where someone was like what is the what is the fact that like keeps you up regularly or that you think about regularly and someone said uh the fact that any garbage bag on the street could have a dead body in it oh my god (laughs) and now i'm like fuck i'm gonna think about that always Especially in the summer when it's like, oh, just hot. Although, to be fair, if I were going to dump a body in New York, I wouldn't even bother with a bag. (laughs) Why would you? That's just wasted time. The only one that I'm like vaguely in favor of is the hot nuts that they sell in like Central Park. They smell good. I would never get them. Yeah, they smell better than they taste. I was thinking about this with Auntie Anne's at the airport the other day. I was like, I wish that everything tasted the way that Auntie Anne's smells. Yeah. I still, I think I prefer the nut smell. Also Chicago, although I don't think, I think the chocolate factory closed, but there was a chocolate factory in Chicago and some days you would walk out of the train and the whole city smelled like chocolate and it was glorious. It was luxurious. It was a childhood dream. But then other days you'd walk out and it's like the mix of that and trash. Yeah. And that was like this awful BO. At least they have like alleyways in Chicago to store their garbage. Yeah. Also, the subway, this again is specific to New York, but the subway is just one long Dutch oven in the summer. The subway platform is literally just all of our collective gases trapped in one hellish heat chamber. And we're just supposed to stand there and breathe like we're not inhaling everyone's butt juice. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Ah! Also, there's always one guy who decides he's going to bike to work every day and then doesn't stop even when it's a thousand fucking degrees outside. And he walks in and he's just like fully wet. And it's like, uh, we can smell what you had for dinner last night. You disgusting piece of garbage. I think, yeah, unless you're prepared to shower at work, don't ride your bike to work. Maybe that's elitist of me. But either walk on your peasant feet or take a goddamn car. I think, oh yeah, my least favorite thing about the heat is taking hot poops in unair-conditioned bathrooms. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, all right? Where you have to fully get fully naked. You have to fully commit. (laughs) You have to fully get naked and then take an ice-cold shower afterwards. (laughs) Because you stand up and the seat is just sopping. Thank God I have central AC. Thank God you live alone. (laughs) That to me is the most outrageous thing about living in New York is summer bathroom time. Yeah. Unless you're rich and you have a a window unit in your bathroom. Or a cooling bidet. Or that. Stick around for the chaser, y'all. I'm going to be talking about bidets. And then undressing. Yeah, undressing when it's hot outside. Disgusting. It's just, yeah. Especially on days where I wear Spanx, Mm. which is uh, not, it's usually on a special occasion. 
But yeah, Hours. I basically have to cut myself out of it. Yep. Just fully triage, like use the scissors that firemen use to cut ribbons. And you can't even really put it in the hamper yet because it needs to like dry before it goes in there. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. That's I've thought so much about that. Like, I, where do I put my workout clothes? I know. I I like <laughs> I like hang them on the rim of the hamper, and then the next day put them in the hamper. So they just can they can aerate, yeah. and spread the smell. Yeah throughout your entire house it's in a closet finally when it's hot out i can smell my neighbor and the sickening amount of garlic that he uses in his chicken cacciatore my building also something is fucked up and the hallways are always 100 degrees yeah what is up with that and so it's just like yeah when it's hot outside you can smell every every smell that is cooking up in the building whether human made or otherwise permeates the walls permeates consistently smells like fish in there there was a hot second where i thought chicken cacciatore was the funniest food (laughs) which is not untrue it's pretty funny do i know what it is no have i ever had it absolutely not but is it funny yeah it's because of the cacciatore of it all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and because it's so garlicky. Also, garlic is not a summer seasoning. False, but okay. Especially, yeah, in New York, they're, where they make walls as thin as the paper napkins in Greek restaurants. My walls look like the bottom of an empty pizza box. Anyway, the heat can suck my dick. I think everything should be ice cold. Ice, ice baby. Everything should be kept at a very low temperature. We should just install outside air conditioning. We should probably close the ozone because it's getting too hot in here. It's getting what? Hot in here. (laughs) So let's impose a carbon tax on all of the largest corporations. And take off all our clothes. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we've got Manny Jacinto right after this song ends and the next song starts. Okay, my guest complainer today is Manny Jacinto. Manny is an actor you know and love as Jason Mendoza on The Good Place. He is amazing. I'm so excited to talk to him. Welcome to the show, uh, Jason. Manny, oh my God, I (laughs) fucked up immediately. It's all good. I just... Now you have to do the entire interview as, as Jason, Jason Mendoza. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, this isn't what I signed. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> just walk myself out. Um, now, welcome to the show, Manny. We're so excited. Thank you, thank, thank you, you so for doing this. Me. We always like to start off on Happy Hour by asking everybody, "What is one thing you hate that everybody else loves?" Just to get our complaining juices flowing. That I hate, but everybody loves. Yeah. I think I'm going to get a lot of slack for this. Um, I'm not a big foodie. That is like just like any food? Well, just especially being out here in L.A., it's yeah. very much a foodie town or city. Right, right. Like you have to try this, you have to try that. I am very much food is for fuel kind of guy. <laughs> oh, um, no. Yeah. All right. So we are enemies. I'm learning <laughs> immediately. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, I think a part of that reason was just because of circumstances. Like I was like just being broke, you know, and not being able to go out and and treat yourself. I think that's a big part of it. Right. 
Um, and I've kind of just learned to survive on like bread and carrots. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's good. That is how it probably should be. (laughs) (laughs) But at this point, I can't deprive myself. I'm too, I'm in too deep. I see. Once you've gone past the point of food being fuel, uh, there's no going back to it. Do you have a recommendation then as, as a advocate of foodies? I mean, I'll, I've eaten stuff off the ground before. Uh, so like, I just, I'm like a bad person to ask. (laughs) I'm the type who I order in so much yeah. that I can walk past a restaurant on the street that I order from always and yep. I'm like oh this is where it is nice. this is where they make it I mean uh, I'm definitely learning like I am definitely appreciating things more yeah. in terms of the the food world mm-hmm. um, you just kind of had I mean there's just so much here in LA yeah. um, I, I feel like if you were to eat breakfast lunch and dinner at a different spot Every day, you won't even touch half of the places. No, right. In Los Angeles, I, I think the whole, I think the rest of the cast are pretty big foodies. But yeah, I'm kind of the outsider. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't. I guess I've never really been on like a proper TV show set. Are okay. you like partaking in a, a craft services table every day? <laughs> Yeah, it's where you can typically find Jamila. Right. That's, if you need to find Jamila, okay. that's where she is. Um, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of just it's kind of just like hanging out with a bunch of friends. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't feel like work, and that's why we love going to work every single day. Right. Yeah, it does seem like one of the shows where um, every every interview that I read from from anybody who partakes in the show is like everybody says that we're all friends, but this <laughs> is the one show that like we actually mean it about one yeah. another. And you can tell. I mean, I think it's hard to fake that. Yeah, and I think a big proponent of that is is Mike Schur. Like, he is the mm-hmm. guy that brought us all together and made sure. And Allison Jones, our casting director, she was the one who was like, you know, bringing us all together and making sure that we all get along because we're going to be together for who knows yeah. how long. For she's like an icon. Months. Yeah, she is <laughs> a casting icon. Yeah, she apparently uh, casted like Fresh Prince was like, which was like one of my most favorite yeah. sitcoms on the planet. <laughs> um, so she's a legend. She's an OG. Yeah, I yeah. remember there was like this really long profile of her, and and it might have been the New Yorker. I don't know. I always hate when I when I reference the New Yorker, <laughs> but I feel like. <laughs> That was the first time that I remember reading about her and I was like, oh my God, like this is this is a real skill to yep. like put people together to be able to like see what people will work together. Yeah. I mean, it's like everybody has that friend who thinks that they can like match you up with someone and then mm. you meet the person. And you're like, why the fuck did you introduce me to this person? And she has that skill oh, yeah. in a professional way. She is the uh yeah, the Cupid for actors, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think the difference that I first noticed with her is that she definitely took her time mm-hmm. getting to know me, um, like even after the audition, because the audition process, it can be very, very just like say your lines, do this, readjust, and then, okay, thank you. But she was like, sat me down. She's like, where are you from? You know, what do you do? How long are you here for? And I was taken aback because of that. Yeah. Um, so she definitely has a skill in that arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you met Will Smith? Is that like a, a goal? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Why not? Who doesn't <laughs> want to meet Will Smith? I don't know. He's one of those people where I'm like, you are on like a level that I just will never. I, I don't know if I could meet him and be like, we have nothing in common. The Venn diagram of my life and his life is so separate. Yeah. What is it? The six degrees of yeah. separation instead of Kevin Bacon, it's, right. Will, it's Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will 
the one thing I need to give credit for uh, Mr. Will Smith, I don't actually know him or I've, ever, I've never met him, but he has these inspirational YouTube videos that yeah. I used to listen to when I was like down and out as like an artist or a uh, an actor or a dancer or just a kid. And whenever I needed some sort of motivation or pick me up, I'd listen to one of his videos because yeah. they're actually pretty inspirational. Yeah. And I, like I said, the fresh, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air was right. my go-to or it is still my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like a Manny will meeting <laughs> is in the cards. We'll it, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Manifest. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he is doing a lot more like YouTube, Facebook stuff. I'm in the, I'm sort of in the YouTube world and I have friends who are like, they like go to his house and I don't really? understand. I don't understand how you like just go to Will Smith's house. It's yeah. You just got to be a part of that little group. Yeah. What I'm saying is world. you should get into YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all it takes. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe. You have acted in some dramas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, The Good Place is a comedy. Um, is there? A, do you have like a preference, or is it just like what? <sighs> do you like comedy more than drama? Um, I think it's either or. I just like to switch things up. Like if at this point, I'd like to go back to drama yeah. for a little bit. I just yeah to kind of just keep the juices going or the creativity flowing. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, before The Good Place, it was all drama. Mm-hmm. It was all just you know, digging deep into this character and, like, subtext, all that actor talk and stuff. Yeah. And then when I got down to L.A. um, and I did the Good Place audition, um, it switched, completely changed things. Yeah. Um, And then now I'm going out just for comedies mainly. But, um, yeah, so it's... We're definitely trying to switch it up, and I would like to switch it up because yeah. there's definitely a lot of things that I still want to explore in the acting world. Right, right. Yeah, I guess it's hard if you have, like, I guess uh, a quote-unquote breakout role as, mm. as in one genre, and then, you, you know, you don't yeah. want to get, like, typecast. Yeah, in that one, in yeah. that one thing. Even though Jason is a very complex character, I <laughs> he guess. Is. He very much is. Oh, he's so uh, complex. Yeah, I was reading something where you said that, like, you, uh, amongst some of the other cast members, are probably the most serious on, on set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you stand by yeah. that, but yeah, I mean, maybe you, you just have that kind of, like, serious, dramatic soul that is <laughs> there no matter what. Yeah, I think it just comes with the job. It's like I feel, or maybe I'm wrong, but when you play somebody that's super serious, you keep it light on set. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. When you play someone that's, you know, out there, you kind of go back to being like an introvert or more quiet and Mm -hmm. and more serious. I think it's just kind of the way it goes, I think. Yeah. When you play somebody that's not necessarily you. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I did. I was also reading that you said you kind of you probably identify more with with Chidi's mm. char- like Chidi as a character than is. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. In terms of like the anxiety and like nervousness, I can definitely identify with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love an episode where me and Will just switch characters. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. That would be amazing. I'd also yeah love to see him as Jason. Yeah. So. He would play an amazing Jason. <laughs> He's yeah. Don't count William Jackson Harper out. He's an amazing actor. So no. He Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. No, I, I love Jason as a character. I feel like he is one of the rare kind of like bro characters on mm. TV that is also not 
like you like him. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, and part of that is because he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> so you, most bros, you're like, you should know better. But Jason yeah. is like, he doesn't know better. <laughs> yeah, I think that is, yeah, definitely the appeal of, of Jason for sure. And I remember that's that's kind of what we worked at in the audition and the callback process. Yeah. You know, like he is a dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Mike and the producers, like Drew... Um, and all those guys were like, you know, he's a dummy, but, you know, make sure that he has, you know, that, but he has a heart. Uh, he yeah. has that innocence about him. Um, right. And that kind of is what attracted me to, and kind of I resonated with, other than the fact that, yeah, he's hilarious. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was also, I liked that you um, have talked about how much your parents are fans of yours oh, and yeah. how they follow everything that you do. and Secretly, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel weird when my parents are, like, watch or do, like, listen to anything that yeah. I do. Are you ever, like, weirded out by, oh, they're going to see this thing that I did or this thing that I said? I, I never try to worry about it too much, but the... The thing that is probably the weirdest for me is like when my dad goes, oh, did you see this thing on on Twitter about, um, you know, the good place and and they talked about your scene or whatever. Or did you see this thing on Twitter? And my dad does not have Twitter. So it's just like, where <laughs> is he getting there? this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess he just searches my name and Twitter or the good place in Twitter. That's a dangerous game. Yeah. 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 So things like that, like he can find the, the even like the smallest interviews or like conversations that I've had if it's online he'll he's able to find it yeah um I try not to think <laughs> about it too much because it'll almost filter too much of what I have to say yeah but I mean for the most part I think it's I think he appreciates what what I say about them I think. Yeah. yeah um wild left turn mm. uh, um we talk a lot about Florida on this podcast yes. and how ridiculous Florida is. Um, Jason Mendoza, as a character, is from Jacksonville, Florida, and um, embodies much of what Florida is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Florida? Joe Mandy, one of our writers slash yeah, producers, yeah. yeah, and I went to went to Jacksonville for a playoff football game. Right, that's right. That was right. the only time, yeah. And that was the only time you'd been there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just like knew the Florida vibe. If you call it that, it's um, <laughs> it's interesting to, to say the least. Um, yeah, I mean, you hear so many weird stories about Florida in general and Jacksonville. But yeah, going there, I didn't know what to expect. So I was very open and... The weirdest, it was just eerie almost. It was like a Friday night or Saturday night Uh and there was nobody around um, in downtown. It was just like empty. And it was like the Buffalo Bills versus the Jaguars and it was only Bills fans around downtown and they were all like, where is everyone? Um, And then we took like a a little boat to get to the stadium. Yeah. I've never done that before. Um, Is Is it like on an island? It's surrounded by water. Okay. I, I don't know if it's a river or a lake, sure. but yeah, we took this like little boat to get to the stadium. So that was cool, but also weird. Yeah. Their stadiums have jacuzzis or pools. Sure. Why yeah. not? <laughs> I know. Um, apparently yeah. that's... I, do, I just feel like Florida was like a six-year-old boy's like dream yeah. that came to life. There's just like alligators running around, <laughs> dinosaurs, like swimming pools. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's actually 
like pretty beautiful when it's like yeah. sunny out and and everything but yeah it's a little weird sometimes yeah i think florida is such a specific stereotype of like a type of person mm. um that you embody oh thanks <laughs> yeah. as jason yes yeah um i did i did read that the kind of voice that you use as Jason mm. was inspired perhaps by a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. If you want to reveal done your who research, that. yeah. <laughs> um it I can't reveal who it is or what it was, but yeah, it was very much from this YouTube video <laughs> that kind of just aligned at the time. Was it a was it a like famous YouTuber? No, no. Okay. no. It's kind of like one of the, one of those random vid videos sure. that you see online that yeah. gets viral. And you're like, oh, this is this Kinda is who it. I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will ask, is there anything about your coworkers since we now are, we know many, many of them, many of them have been on the show. I'm yep. sure they listen every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you want to say about them? Get off your chest in this moment. Um, we could start with, I mean, Darcy, worst thing about Darcy. <laughs> you, this is like, this is where, this is exactly <laughs> Um, this is exactly, yeah, this is why we have the interview right now, just to dish out on all our yeah. cast members. Worst thing about Darcy, I can't, I can't, I honestly can't say any bad things about my cast. How about we, we flip the script and uh, what do you love about Darcy? Oh, Darcy is like, she's just this, she has this, what do you call it? This seven year old or eight year old kid vibe about her. Yeah. Um, she just has so much and en- loving energy. Yeah. And I think she told me about like how, like as she was a kid, she was like very energetic and, you know, kind of nonstop and, and she still kind of carries that. She still has that essence about her. Yeah. In a very good way. She's just, she has that positive loving vibe, especially when I first met her, um, yeah, I, I feel like she's kind of like our glue. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Best thing about William Jackson Harper. Will is the weirdest guy. <laughs> ever. Good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think our sense we have weird senses of humor, uh-huh. and I think I can always go to Will to like if I'm gonna crack a joke or like do something with a line. Uh-huh. I can always kind of count on Will to get some sort of validation that that was weird and good and fun. Yeah. Because everybody else would be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> but Will will just laugh his, his butt off. So he's an enabler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that person is either a cheerleader or an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> he gets my sense of humor. Like we have a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then I guess uh, to round out the, the four, Jamila. The great thing about Jamila is she's incredibly smart, mm-hmm. but she can also say the most most like raunchy things <laughs> in the most sophisticated manner uh-huh. and it's such a skill and I, it's just crazy she has a very good because when you first see Jamila she's very like tall and beautiful mm-hmm. and then she has a very um, good way of just like uh, you know disarming yeah. the person who's kind of like taken aback by this um this beautiful giraffe right. or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like, Oh no. Like, how are you? And like, she's very, um, what do you call it? Like one-on-one, like what's the word? Uh, personable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's really good at that. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I definitely admire about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're all, you know, 
Yeah. Everybody seems to like one another. Oh, or yeah. at least you hide your dislike very yes. well. <laughs> yeah, after this, I'm just going to go off in the car. Right, yeah. Pull out your voodoo dolls of everybody exactly. and <laughs> stick, stick my needles. the pins in. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like some of the next stuff coming up, you're going to be in Top Gun? Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are there, is there a beachless, uh, a shirtless <laughs> beach volleyball scene happening? Um, I, I can't talk too much about Top Gun. <laughs> Okay, I mean, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's a beast of a film in terms of how it's getting done. And I don't know. It's, I've never been a part of something like this before. Mm-hmm. And also just hearing from fans of the first one. Right. It's, it's an incredible film to be a part of. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it's also very much down the line. Um, yeah, 2020. So, right, right. Yeah. Some some of my uh, like generic uh, the worst questions. Mm. Um, what is the worst thing someone could come up to you and say, besides calling you Jason? <laughs> um, I think can I see your butthole <laughs> is probably the worst. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that a line from the show? Okay, um, I'm I'm glad it is yeah. uh, because if it wasn't, I, that would be very extreme. But yeah. They kind of set you up for that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you need to you need to get the writers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time someone says that to you, they should pay you. Yeah, yeah, like a residual fee. How much does that happen? Um, it hasn't happened a lot. No, it's it's usually maybe on social media, but like sure. pers- in person interaction, I'm I'm dreading it. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm also kind of dreading having to say that out loud because I just know that somebody listening <laughs> will probably try and do it. But um yeah, that is the downside of a, a successful show is that yeah. now <laughs> it's, it's that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, a recollection of like the worst audition experience that you've had? Oh yeah, the 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 audition probably like a week before in the good place. Yeah, yeah, it was a comedy, and I remember coming in, and um, you know being pretty confident and um, you know knowing what to do. I was there early, you know, and um, I think it was actually my first comedic audition. Uh huh. And then so I went in and I. It, w- it had huge like uh, paragraphs, like almost monologues, and I stopped. Like I couldn't, I couldn't continue. Like I, there's a rhythm to comedy and I couldn't get the rhythm down with memorizing it. So I was like, oh, I was two in my head and I would just keep stopping at this one point. And then at that point, the the casting director stopped me for the last time. And she was like, you do know that this is comedy, right? (laughs) And she was completely serious. Like I was like, yeah, yeah, I I know. I'm just, I didn't want to say anything and like be like, I, you know, but she, yeah, she stopped me and she's like, okay, well, thank you. And yeah. then she kind of showed me out the door. Right. Um, right. But then the great thing about that was I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. I adjusted in terms of what I had to do when I auditioned for, for a comedy and, and then lo and behold, the good place was a week later. Yeah. And then I was able to make my adjustments and, and take those lessons in, in into that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we have a, we we asked um, both um, William Jackson Harper and Darcy about um, if you could describe what your bad, bad place, place looks like, what would what would it be? Um, my bad place. Um, I think it's sitting in traffic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That is. That's my bad place. 
like sitting in traffic with no AC. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. That's that's the one thing that pops into my head like the most. Yeah. Well, um, you definitely came to a great city. Yeah. <laughs> you really sought out your bad place because, yeah, that's most of what L.A. is. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in traffic is the worst. Yeah. So before we let you go, we like to ask everybody, where, where can they find you on the Internet? Where can they find your work besides, obviously, uh, on The Good Place? Um, yeah, I think right now, at this point, it's The Good Place and, and Top Gun, if anything. Those are the, the things that are on the plate right now. Awesome. And then you're on the, the Gram, Twitter, yes. all those places. Yes, the Gram and, and Twitter. Yeah. Um, M. Jacinto with a zero at the end. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I don't post too much, so please forgive me, but... Uh, I am there. We'll I work am on present. it. Yeah. yeah, we're we're working on that and your YouTube presence so that yes. the Will Smith collaboration can happen. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier. Starting with the shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you watching? Someone on Twitter mentioned this, and I already have been planning on it, but uh, I started The Society, Mm. which was fun. Um, I I have a group of friends who really love Riverdale, and we we have not just a text group chat, but also an Instagram group chat where we're able to more easily share Riverdale things um, from Instagram. So they were the ones who were like, have you guys watched The Society? (laughs) Um, And it's very much up my alley and I'm I'm really into it so far. But it's basically like these kids go, there's this weird smell in the town and the parents are like, we got to bust all the kids out of here. So they bust all the kids out and then when they come back, it's like all the parents are gone and then they're like, wait, like something's not right. This isn't home. And you're trying to figure out like what it is. And then eventually they're going to like, it like gets into like, <laughs> to how different governments are formed and like socialism. <laughs> okay. um, I'm very excited. They're it's all hot. Farm. They're all, yeah. Um, sl- yeah. So I, I started watching that. Saw Detective Pikachu again, this time with my cousin who growing up was obsessed with Pokemon. I also saw it high this time and that was very fun. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. What about you? I'm still, I'm almost done with my Golden Girls binge. Wow. First time binge. How many seasons are there? There are six seasons, 25 episodes each. You know what? Seven. I thought seven that this seasons. was one of those shows that went on for like 19 seasons. No. Okay. Uh, I will say the more, the farther I get into it, there are a number of very heavy episodes <laughs> that are so out of nowhere. There's one episode where uh, Rose realizes she might have gotten HIV oh, from God. a surgery she had like 10 years ago. Oh my God. It's <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's just cra- out of out of nowhere. Um, also, some episodes have not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> and then movie-wise, I saw Booksmart. Highly recommend. I can't wait. I want to see it. Honestly, like one of my fave movies. Wow. It was so funny. If you don't know, Booksmart stars Beanie Feldstein, who was in uh, Lady Bird. She's also Jonah Hill's sister, which I think oh, is funny. I did not know that. <laughs> but she, so the, yeah, the it's very like super bad-esque in that it's like one crazy night that gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. Uh, but the premise is that both her and her best friend in the movie are like the straight A students who only like studied and didn't party at all. Uh, and it's the night before graduation and they realize that everybody else who did party is still like 
going to go to the same schools that they're going to. And they realize, like, oh, we wasted our entire high school careers being nerds. So they want to have, like, one crazy night. And it was very funny, but, like, legitimately laugh out loud. Directed by Olivia Wilde. Love her. Yeah. Billy Lord is also in it and so funny. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Oh. Debbie Reynolds' granddaughter. Mm -hmm. This is a dynasty we're talking about. Yeah. And apparently you know nothing about it. What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is truly something that helped the bad shit go down. It's a bidet! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, a bidet? Okay, walk me through it. So, it's not a full bidet. It was a bidet toilet seat. I should say my first chaser is that my amazing, wonderful older sister, Becca. I only have one sister. Her name is Rebecca Finkel, and I love her with all my heart. You have met her. You love her. And uh, she's, I have. Yes, she is. Yeah, all of you listeners have met her. No, she's getting married. And so we had her bachelorette party and we just like stayed in Chicago, but at a very fun hotel. And that hotel had a bidet toilet seat. And at first we sat down and we were just like, whoa, this is a very warm toilet seat. Crazy. But we didn't realize it was like a full bidet. And at first the warming sensation was like a little weird. But then once I got used to it, I was like, this is the greatest thing to ever sit upon. And then it's the bidet. So it like, you know, it it like washes you off. And but it also has a dryer in it. And you just like press these buttons. You can control how how high it like oscillates. I don't know what the words are. Um, but it just was the greatest pleasure. I like kept wanting to eat more and drink more so that I <laughs> wouldn't need to go to the bathroom more. Okay, weird. They're like very expensive. So now I'm just like, I want to get married just to put this on my registry because they're like $1,500 for the toilet seat. But geez. Uh, yeah, I feel like they must be they must be making them now where you can get it like all in one so it's cheaper. Well, they make it they make a toilet seat that is cheaper. And so this is like the creme de la creme of bidet toilet seats. I think it's called Toto, T O T O. Not that I'm going to buy it because I don't have like a spare $1500 to spend on a thing I shit on, but um it's my dream now. <laughs> I mean, if anybody from Toto is listening and want to give us some free bidets. Please. Please. Um, Yeah, it was was my chaser. It's like all I could talk about. I took more more photos of that toilet seat than I did of my sister on her bachelorette weekend. What's your chaser? Well, too, I forgot to mention, I I saw Booksmart uh, at the theater near my apartment. I realized, because I bought, I just, it was the other night, and it was like 10 p.m., and I was like, I wonder if it's playing still. And I just went to the theater at like 10 p.m. by myself to watch it. But I realized AMC, this is not, I'm not being paid to talk about it, but they have their version of like Movie Pass. Oh. And one AMC ticket is $17 at my theater. Insane. Uh, and a monthly thing is $23 what? to see three movies a week, up to three a week. Well, so that's I'm a like... deal right there, everybody. <laughs> that right there is a deal. So I joined it, and now I have to go see more movies. I mean, that's the thing. I will go see more. And then they probably make money off of concessions anyway. But I'm like, why? If I see one more movie this month... It's paid for itself. I'm gonna I'm gonna milk them dry. This is exactly what happened to Movie Pass. <laughs> enough people started talking about it and then they realized they could not keep up. 
And then my second one is, well, we'll see. I'm I'm saying this early on, but I found a personal trainer who's coming to my apartment. Oh, yeah. I, I really wanted to find a trainer because I don't love working out in front of other people. Although the opposite now is that it's going to be just me and this man in a room that's uh, going to be kind of weird. It'll but... be just like this. Yeah, he's very. He has a, a very heavy Eastern European energy. It'll be just like this. <laughs> Although I think he told me he was from Switzerland. Anyway, um, he does fully terrify me, which I guess is a good thing. He also as I really hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> it's just. Gonna Are you be... gonna talk about the girlfriend thing? <laughs> Don't. Well, what he told me as he was leaving. Well, he was like. You know, any plans this weekend? And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's a couple like birthday things happening. And he was like, yeah, I like just had to move because my girlfriend and I broke up like three weeks ago. And as as he was leaving, I said, you can take it out on me. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? What do you want that to do? Did he just yells Wait, at you to work out? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did he respond? He laughed. I mean, I okay. think it, it landed in the moment. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but afterwards, I was like, yeah, that was, was out of context, even in context. What a weird thing <laughs> to say. Just really wild. I did not mean it to be sexual. It was just like, yeah. I think the whole time we were talking, because it wasn't, we didn't do anything. We didn't train yet. It was just like training your mind. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I need someone to tell me what to do and when to do it. So the whole time I was like, I need, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to do me. (laughs) Give it to me. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Also, uh, another chaser is this whole season. It's crazy. We're we're at almost a hundred episodes. I can't believe we're not at hundred episodes. Yet. I know, but we're almost there. And uh, I'll miss I'll miss recording every week for the next month. But then we'll be back. Yeah, we're gonna get some more interviews and get ready for another great season. Yeah, if you have people you want to have on as guest complainers, listeners, tweet at us. And uh, yeah, we'll miss yeah. you. And until Harry Styles agrees, there's well, no end in yeah, sight. We are doing the show until that happens. I will do this post-apocalyptic <laughs> from my tornado bunker until he says yes. And that's it! Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Music by Hans Dalsu. You can bother Barry at Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you when we're back. Bye-bye. When will I see you again? <laughs>